Hey guys, it's John here. Hey, I know I'm doing this kind of early, but hey, do me this one big favor if you can. If you're listening to audio podcasts, go on ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, and Spotify as well. That just allows our community go to be able to find us and also to be able to find new listeners. So go on ahead, rate us on Good Pods, rate us on Apple Podcasts, rate us on Spotify, and let's bring other people together as a community and to be able to bring new listeners in. So, with further ado, I'm going to be doing my my review of West Side Story. So, I hope that you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy this uh, film that I'm about to review. And this is going to be the 2021 West Side Story review. So, I just want to let you know that this is going to be the remake that Steven Spielberg uh, directed. So, let's go on ahead. Let's dive into it. All right. Like I said, this is going to be the 2021 remake of West Side Story. Now, this is a movie that was on my radar for a little bit, but then it kind of fizzled out a little bit because there's just so many other movies that I wanted to see. And of course, this is also nominated for an Academy Award. And I'm going to be doing like my this is what I'm going to be doing with Manny the Movie Guy. I'm going to be breaking down my predictions for the Oscars. So I figured what better way to do this to be able to review some Oscar nominated films to get myself set up for, for my uh, predictions for my show. So I started off with a musical, which is actually unusual for me because here's the thing. I'm not a fan of musicals. Musicals is not on my genre of movies that I like or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I remember watching the 1961 film, and theater class and everything, and having to watch series of musicals back then. And now here I am doing this on my own in 2022, watching a 2021 version of West Side Story, which I never thought I would actually be doing. But, you know, it is what it is. But this also centers around in 1957. The Jets are a gang of white youths that fight the Puerto Rico, well, Puerto Rican gang, the Sharks, for control of San Juan. Uh, hill on manhattan's upper west side so here's the thing when it opens up i like how they're going in and destroying the neighborhoods not the gangs but basically you wind up seeing construction work going on you wind up seeing rubble and stuff like that so there's pretty much nothing left of the new of the old west side at all for them to defend even officer kripke also winds up telling them hey look why are you guys even bothering with this or anything like that basically you guys should have been out here out out of this neighborhood years ago, but you know, the only ones that are out here are people who didn't make it out, out of, out of the old neighborhood or anything like that. So therefore now it's up to the police to go ahead and basically babysit these, uh, these people that didn't make it out of, out of this neighborhood at this age or anything like that. So, you know, there's that part, but also too, I want to go into a little bit of something where, it might be a little bit different from the 1961 version. Like, for instance, yeah, the plot might be uh, largely the same. The dialogue is completely new, which is something that I really liked about it, was the dialogue is different. I'm going in my positives first, by the way. The costumes are just uh, as era-appropriate as they were in the original film, but they're more uh, discreetly color-coded for the gangs. And that's something I really did appreciate with this film, was the fact that you know, yeah, you have the sh- you actually have the sharks. You do have the jets. The jets in the original 1961 movie 
look like they were um, this privileged white people and stuff like that that were able to get their clothes off of clothing racks and everything. And this one, it looks like they're actually they're dirty, they're broken down pretty much. These are uh, wise guys in this neighborhood, which is more believable than what we had in the 1961 version and everything. So I definitely like the look of the new one that Steven Spielberg gave us compared to the 1961 version that we got. Then also, too, another thing I want to mention is Anita's uh, um, America dresses yellow and not purple. And also, too, Anita is probably the standout in this movie, aside from her uh, love interest, which is uh, Bernardo, who's played by David Alvarez. And I feel like David Alvarez did a better job than Ansel Elgort, who played Tony. I feel like Anita and um, and Bernardo were the standouts in this movie, the two characters that actually stood out for me personally. Nothing against uh, Ansel Elgort, who plays Tony, who was actually one of my favorite actors that played on the movie Baby Driver, because Baby Driver, to me, was one of my favorite movies. But to see him as Tony, I didn't really see him as a character who just got out of prison, who's trying to change his life or anything like that. I just didn't find him believable or anything like that. That's just me. But the two standouts is definitely Anita and it's definitely Bernardo, especially whenever uh, the back and forth between Bernardo and Anita, whenever they're having the back and forth, is like Anita wants him to leave the Sharks. She wants that lifestyle away from him, uh, away. So the way she can believe in this dream of America and making something better for herself. And that's something that I really liked is the fact that she believes in this America dream of she's in America now. She doesn't need any of this drama or anything like that with the sharks or whatever. She wants Bernardo in her life. She doesn't want him behind bars or maybe something else happening to him in the future or anything like that either. So therefore, she's looking out for her best, uh, his best interest and for her best interest, which to me is a great love story altogether whenever you looked at the two of them. So that's something I really liked about that aspect of you have a woman who believes in the aspect of America, who wants to do right in America and believes in the American dream because of the fact that where she comes from, there's not really much to believe in. And because of the fact that she has this new beginning because she came into America, that's that's the beautiful thing about this West Side Story was because of the fact that she has this dream. And, of course, Bernardo uh, doesn't want to leave the sharks or anything like that either. And, of course, it's all about turf about defending one's turf. And the Jets, like I said, they wanted to defend this turf that's being knocked down and being demolished, and there's nothing there for them to defend. It's a stupid, idiotic thing that the Jets that wants to defend their turf. And then, of course, you're also seeing them, uh, t- basically what they wind up doing at the very beginning of the movie, they really set the tone, is this. They wind up painting over the Puerto Rican flag, uh, Puerto Rico flag, and trying to cover it up because that's their turf, that's their neighborhoods that they grew that they know. And then you also have the sharks who winds up getting into a into a beef war with them and stuff like that because that's no longer their neighborhood. That's no longer the Jets neighborhood. It now belongs to the Puerto Rican neighborhood and everything. And they just need to get over it. That's just my thoughts. But you know. Uh, the reason why I want to bring up Anita's dress is because of the fact that it represents who Bernardo is as someone that is, hey, how you doing, Brandy? But this is what I wanted to bring up is the fact that I like Anita's dress because of the fact that it represents who Bernardo is as a character because of the fact we have this leader who is supposed to be the standout 
uh, and be a strong character, not only for himself, but also for the woman that he's with. And Anita is this strong, well-built character to where I feel like that her dress needs to be stand out, just like how Bernardo needs to be st- stood out. And to me, I think them doing a different color dress for her during uh, the America uh, song, and then also, too, whenever they're dancing in the gym, I thought that was really good. I felt like that that's what they needed to do to make them to stand out and make her basically being the girlfriend slash uh, fiance or wife that she wants to be to Bernardo and for her to be a tough uh, Puerto Rican uh, woman. And that's what I got from her. She's strong. She's independent. She's strong will. She believes in her ethics and everything. I definitely like her as a character. I thought that she was a standout. Over Even the character that plays Maria and everything, I thought Anita did a better job than she did. But that's just me. Even Bernardo does a fantastic job in this movie, like I mentioned before, which is the character, uh, the character that David Alvarez plays. But still, overall, that was actually pretty good. Another thing, too, is... Rita Moreno, who plays Valentina, who also happens to own this drugstore. As a matter of fact, the drugstore played a little bit of a small role in 1961, where Tony is working for this uh, old man who runs a drugstore. And basically, he was actually his light into, uh, into that. But they gave Anita a more of a role to do, which is something that I really liked about this, was the fact that she was like the light into Tony's darkness and giving him advice and helping him not to become this person that he once was and everything. Yeah. I love the original too. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get into my negatives in a few minutes. This is just my positives for now, but you know, we, we both talked about this, babe, um, Brandy, but here's the thing. Uh, there are some negatives that I have with this film, despite my, uh, negative, my positives, but I thought those things were the ones that stood out to me. Uh, Tony, to me, wasn't believable enough to where he wanted to change his life or anything like that because of the stuff that he did in his past. But what makes him believable in a small sense is whenever he's trying to talk his gang members out of trying to do something that could wind up getting them hurt or go- or going to prison. And that's the tug of war between him and his uh, uh, his other gang members and everything that wants him to be a part of this. And, of course, Tony doesn't want to be a part of it or anything like that. And there's this dance number that they do, this choreography. The choreographies and the dancers are great. I'm just going to be honest. But when you look at that, that one scene where they're doing the tug of war with the gun, I thought that was believable. It has a more of a little bit more of a realistic feel to it than the original movie. And also, too, even the ending feels more realistic than the original film. And I liked how the ending actually ended in this one than it did in the 1961 version. But like I said, there are some positives about this. And also too, I want to mention this, the 2021 movie incorporates more specific uh, Puerto Rican cultural references, including a large portion of Spanish dialogue. The opening number features a moral with a quote from Puerto Rican uh, liminary uh, Pedro Atres campus, the shark sing La Barquina. I'm not even going to pronounce, if I'm mispronouncing this, I'm sorry, but it's called Barquina. I, I don't know how that's actually pronounced. I do apologize, but I did write it down in my notes. And the characters incorporate the opening number of features and mural with a quote from, like I said, but that, and then also too, the Puerto Rican characters are all played by Latinx actors, which is something that I really do appreciate because in the original 1961 version, they were basically just uh, trying to make 
white people into darker tones by painting them darker and stuff like that to make it more of the ethnic group that they're trying to portray on screen. And that's not the way to go about it, though. I'm all, I was always against the fact that you're trying to cast white people in certain roles. And to me, having a Latino, you need to actually have Latino actors or someone from Puerto or Puerto Rican actor, actors and actresses playing these characters to be able to portray them better. So that's just my thoughts, but I thought they actually did a well-grounded job with getting the actress that they needed need for this uh, for this movie. And then also, too, the historical and social context of both gangs is more fleshed out. The movie mentions the U.S. and Puerto Rico's confusing relationship, uh, and PR is a, a state by Puerto Ricans or U.S. citizens, and clarifies that the Sharks are are oh, I lost my place. Sorry about that. Um, and clarifies that the sharks are seen as heroes by their community by for defending them from harassment, suggesting about their many disadvantages and G officer Krimke, but the movie also includes more details about their past conflicts with other gangs. So I like the fact that they actually have been around for a while and they actually talk about stuff in their past and represent stuff of their past versus them just meeting up with the sharks and they're going to fight and duke it out. So I like the, the fact that they have some reverences and also some background into their character versus it just being a one-show uh, one pony kind of deal, which, which is something that I really liked with this one. Another thing, too, that I want to mention as well that I really liked, liked in this film is this. Now, everybody knows that... Okay, Chino's role is more fleshed out in this one and he's also different in this movie. He's no he's not the here's the thing. He's not the one of the members of the gang. He's actually Bernardo's best friend, but he's a shy university student who Bernardo tries to keep away from from the gang life. That version of Chino is so lovable that I was I was really hoping he wouldn't kill Tony at the end my which was not granted. Now what I say about that was this Chino is totally different in this movie. He looks like a concierge to Bernardo versus being his friend. He's this quiet, timid person that has a little bit more of a heartfelt kind of vibe to him, who has a little bit more of an understanding and stuff like that, especially when you see the nod between Tony and, and Bernardo. Like when they're trying to open up the gate to get into the saw factory and they're trying to get in, Chino gives him a little uh, help and everything trying to get into this place that they're trying to get into. It makes it look like they were trying to go ahead and work together rather rather than against each other to the point where they had a little bit of mutual respect to maybe they might want to stop Bernardo and also to the other members of the gangs from hurting each other. But then, of course, with the events that happened within the sawmill and everything, if you know what West Side Story is, then, you know. That's actually whenever Bernardo meets his end in that scene. But those are my positives. And then, uh, of course, I want to get into, uh, rather than reusing the original Center for Targary by Jerome Robinson, um, the 2021 movie features new moves by Justin Peck. And I'm just going to tell you like this, like I said, the choreography and dance moves and everything else was really good for this movie. I really like the choreography with it. The choreography was just fine. There now, the other thing I have to say is the new leader of the gang and everything and stuff like that, which is something that I really didn't really find him all that much believable or anything like that. 
And that is the fact that I'm, I'm going to be honest uh, with you guys. I really thought that they, the dialogue that was coming out from him was forced. Also, to the Officer Kripke song that he was singing, I, it felt flat for me. To be honest with you, there were some things that I liked about the character, and there's some as okay. Riff was his name, so there's some things I liked about what Mike Faced did with Riff and everything, and there's some things that I don't. I just didn't find I didn't really find the Officer Kripke song all that more powerful or anything like that, other than them trashing the police department or anything like that. And also, too, I did get a little bit of a wise guy kind of vibe from him whenever they're starting to. Uh, fight over the gun and everything between him and Tony. But other than that, though, I didn't really find the Riff character all that more meaningful or anything like that, or has that layers to where I really cared about him all that much. The fight choreography is more realistic and violent. The fight moves still have bell- uh, bellic quality to them, but the sharks push a kneel through baby John's earlobe at the in the opening number, which is surprisingly that they actually did that for a musical it's like, oh my god, this is like different in tone, different than what I was expecting. So I thought that was really cool that they actually did something different. There was more depth to the family dynamic between Bernardo and Anita and Maria. Like I said before, where Bernardo wants to marry Manita and move back to Puerto Rico, but she wants to stay in the U.S. and refuses to marry him unless he leaves the Sharks. But then you also have Tony and Maria spend more time together. Now, this is the stuff that I really have to say that I liked about this film. Tony and Maria spend more time together, and they go on an actual date, which didn't happen in the original movie. It's a small addition, but it helps to sell the whole we fell in love in a matter of hours bit. And that's one of the issues that I had with the original movie. I had problems with the fact that, oh, all of a sudden they're in love. I get the fact love at first sight and everything and stuff like that. And they met at this dance and that's where the whole entire sharks versus jets thing happened. And Bernardo has beef with Tony for making out underneath the bleachers or or dancing with his sister and everything. I understand that aspect, but with this, I liked how they go on this date and Tony starts opening up to her about his past, about how he promised when he got out of prison that he was going to change his life. And this is the part that I felt like the the actor from Baby Driver did a really good job on, and Ansel Elgort. Now, when I said that I didn't really care for the delivery of what he did, in this particular scene, I felt like I felt something with him versus the other stuff that I saw with him. But, man, whenever he tells her, look, I'm in love with you, I made a vow that I would never do what I did before and do and basically break the law, or, or anything like that. He said one more punch would have killed the person that I was fighting. And so therefore, after that, he decides to change his life. As a matter of fact, we actually see when he starts telling Riff, hey, look, do not use a gun. Do not do this. I'm telling you, you don't need to do a rumble or anything like that. Now is not the time to do that. But, you know, they wind up doing it. Then we wind up seeing, of course, the end of a Bernardo. And that's just a sad thing to actually see. And, you know, Bernardo and his girlfriend, Anita, feud, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I have to say they deal with in the 2021 version. You're dealing with racism. You're dealing with other stuff. And even this also, too. And I know I mentioned the fact of how strong Anita actually is in this film, but she goes over to the Jets, right? 
and confronts them uh, and everything and tries to find Tony. Tony is actually hiding underneath the drugstore in the basement of the drugstore. And she knows that Tony's there, but everybody's blocking her way in. There's only maybe two members of two girlfriends of the members of the Jets. And basically they're trying to tell her, hey, look, get lost and stuff like that at first. But then Anita was actually, hey, Roxy, how are you doing? But, you know, then we wind up seeing this whole entire thing go down where basically the girls are telling her to go away. And then after that, you wind up seeing the Jets douchebags, um, ball bags over there. They wind up going on ahead, trying to rape her and stuff like that. In the 1961 version, yeah, we're there's actually a little bit of a dance number or something like that that they do to make us speculate. Maybe that's what happened. With this one, it it looks realistic because of the fact there's no dance number or anything like that. It is what it is. It's actually there in full context. They rip, they're about to rip off her clothes and stuff like that up until we wind up seeing the drugstore owner come up to rescue her. And that is Valentina. And like I said, Valentina is probably one of the most strong-willed older actresses in this movie playing this role. That was more of the fact of a little bit of light in Tony's life, which is something that I do appreciate. Now, like I said before, I did not like the actor that uh, I thought that they could have done a better job at casting uh, the the character for Tony, I really didn't really find him all that more be- believable or anything like that. But whenever you fi- have that sense of danger with him, where you wind up seeing this whole entire thing play out, where you wind up having the, the friend of the Sharks going after him and everything, where Chino's going after him, he's got a gun. You have a fearfulness for Tony and everything. I'm going to be honest with you. This is actually an interesting take on West Side Story, Roxy. And I had zero expectations going into this. I'm not a musical type of person. I'm 0% musical, other than maybe you count Sweeney Todd. And I winded up liking this. Now, the wise guys themselves are a little bit more forced. That's another negative that I have with it. Uh, Rift's character is a little bit more forced and more on the nose. Trimpke's key, the, uh, the police officer, I really liked. Then, of course, the detective. I really thought that he, the actor that played the detective was really good. There's a lot of standouts, but to me, Bernardo and Anita are the two standouts in this movie. Maria and Tony are not the standouts in my own subjective opinion. And I'm being objectively as possible that I can with this film because of the fact that that's how I see things. And, you know, then there's also the part where Chino winds up, of course, shooting Tony. And then you wind up, you know, at the very end of the original 1961 version, there's singing, oh, I'm not going to let you go and everything. My heart, I'll always remain, you'll always remain in my heart and stuff like that. This one is more realistic. There's no singing. There's nothing like that. And that's something that I really liked with this film. It's more of a realistic take mixed with some musical flavor to it, mixed with some action, a little bit of action pieces. And also, too, the cinematography is really good in this film, but also too, it also feels kind of small to be honest with you for it to be a New York kind of setting. I get the fact that they're going for a Broadway kind of feel for it, but to me, New York is huge. It's not just this one thing. It's me. They needed to expand it a little bit more openly than what they did in my opinion with the set pieces. But 
the uh, but I also have to say the choreography with the dances were great. The dialogue between uh, the Puerto Ricans and everything was really good. I really have to say I enjoyed this movie for what it is, despite a few of my negatives about it. Because at first I'm like, okay, this movie is not all that great. But once you get dived into like past that hour of, of setup or whatever, it just goes downhill from there, where it actually winds up being a pleasurable film for me to enjoy. And like I said, I, I, I had a good time with this. I think that you guys will too. And then also too, you also have this thing where you have, uh, you're frightened for this character with Tony. You're wondering what's going to happen. You also get the news too that from Anita saying that Maria supposedly died or whatever. And that's what makes him come out of the basement to look for it. And this has, and to be honest with you, I like that kind of setup in this in a way, because now it gives uh, more motivation of being scared for his character because now he's out there and now he just wants to die. And this is also basically a modern take of Romeo and Juliet and everything. And I'm not going to go into the comparison of that, but you guys can put two and two together when you come down to the fact of the whole uh, thing with, with that. So that's going to be it for today. As far as my show goes, as far as my West, uh, West side story review, I hope that you guys enjoy this. I'm going to be doing more of these Academy Award nomination movies. I'm not going to do Dune since I already did a Dune spoiler review a couple of months back, but I am going to be doing other reviews uh, pretty soon. And also, too, King Richard is going to be another one of those movies I'm going to revisit and do an, a review for. Um, then, of course, I'm probably going to dive into a little bit more stuff here because I'm going to be doing like a uh, Oscar prediction show, like I mentioned earlier. So go on ahead, do me a favor, go on ahead, go on ahead, follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there, underneath the same brand name on Pinterest and on, on Instagram as well. Then, of course, if you want to get an audio-only podcast of our episode and many episodes that we do here at Movie Lovers Night, just go on ahead. You're very welcome, Roxy. I do appreciate that. But just go on ahead and get that wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Of course, go on ahead, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts, rate us on Good Pods. Good Pods is basically social media for people that love listening to podcasts, or if you're a podcaster yourself that likes listening, uh, that wants to get into podcasting and everything, get on that app, man. Get on that. Don't slow down. Keep on doing what you want to do. Do what you love. But you guys can rate individual episodes. Not only can you rate individual episodes, but you can also leave a comment inside the comment section, and I'll reply back to you to give us more of an open space for a community. So that's something that I liked about Good Pods. And also, too, you can also donate to our show that way. Speaking of donating to our show, which you don't have to, but if you do want to, go ahead and go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie lovers, and that's how you can donate 5 to $10. Uh, to us but if, here's the thing i understand the pandemic and everything else and inflation and stuff like that has caused an uproar and things like that in our states and our country but just simply smash that like button smash that share button smash that subscribe button smash that bell on the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out and everything that's how that's what you guys can do also too i just dropped a new trailer reaction with frenchie for crying out loud Go on ahead. Check that out. That's actually a new trailer reaction that we did for The Boys Season 3. So after you get done watching this review, go over there and check that out. Check out the Elvis reaction trailer I did with Abby from Motor City Nerds. Check out the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer reaction that we did. And your coffee. Oh, I see what you did there. You used that little Brooklyn accent. Coffee. 
your coffee, okay. Um, but no, your the coffee is gonna be coming out, okay. I know that's that probably might be my boss next, and I don't know, maybe a little bit of New York, I don't know. But anyways, um, but anyways, buy me a coffee. Go on ahead, get me jacked up on caffeine or whatever you want to get me hooked on. But anyways, that's how you can donate five to ten dollars. But also too, go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit. On Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok, and then of course, if you want, to, if you're a sponsor, would like to be out on my be on my show or anything, just go on ahead. Email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com and that's everywhere that you can reach me at and everything. And I had a blast reviewing West Side Story. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, but I did anyways. So you know, does this deserve the Academy Award or anything like that? I'm gonna be honest with you. Dune is still on my high list of movies that should be winning that best picture role and everything. That's just me. I need to look at more Oscar movies to actually know that. But for now, Dune still holds my number one spot. This holds my number two spot right now. So always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And thank you so much, Roxy. Thank you, Brandy, for commenting in the comment sections. I do appreciate that. And I'll get you a coffee later. All right.